Hello, I'm Afia Salter and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello, beautiful, and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast. Today is another beautiful, rainy summer's day in Melbourne, and I won't lie, I'm actually kind of enjoying it. It's making me feel all cozy and warm, and I just want to go downstairs and get an almond croissant, but I'm trying to cut down on sugar, so we'll see whether that actually happens. Today, I am bringing you a très important Uh, episode. I don't know why I felt the need to go in French there, but let's just go with it. And this episode is all about manifesting your soulmate friends because soulmates aren't just partners, but also friends which are equally, if not more important connections to have. And I'm very excited to be recording this episode for you and to be vulnerable about some of my own relationships and experience in manifesting friends. And I hope that if this is something that you're going through, you can listen to this episode and know that you're not alone and it is possible to manifest those connections that you've been searching for. Today's mindset moment, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that I've recently been experiencing. And if you are someone who has experienced anxiety or even with pandemic anxiety, you may have begun to have that kind of doomsday thinking where you just begin of thinking of the worst possible outcomes of all situations. And I noticed myself kind of going into this doomsday thinking and every situation I would think something terrible was going to happen and have that sense of trepidation about me. And I did notice that it is living in this perpetual state of fear about the pandemic, about being in lockdown again. You just don't know what's going to happen. And while I've surrendered to, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't control it. So I'm just going to get on and live my best life anyway. I have noticed it has changed the way that I approach thinking and almost a sense of dis-ease. So mindset moment today is really about checking your feelings when you find yourself going into that doomsday worst scenario situation and just stopping to take a pause and really taking some deep belly breaths. We don't breathe enough in our lives. We don't breathe enough. And I just want you to take like a deep breath down into your belly, really feel it and hold it when you get to the top and consider how true the situation actually is. Is this really what's gonna happen? And if this does happen, is it truly gonna be the worst thing? Will you never survive or ever recover from this event? And this is something I actually learned in my brief foray in cognitive behavioral therapy was around testing the weight of the things that you're feeling and anxiety will lie to you and tell you that the worst is going to happen but you can use this technique of stopping and checking in and thinking how likely is this to happen if it were to happen what would I do is it really life-altering and life-ruining and 100 well I don't want to say 100% of the time but 99% of the time when you actually sit down to logically think about it you realize that you are just over being overactive imagination and dreaming not in a way that is conducive to your success but it's actually holding you back so I invite you to take a moment check your thoughts be a detective of your own mind and move forward with confidence now into today's episode all about manifesting friendship and boy do i have an episode or girl do i have an episode for you there are so many different facets to manifesting friendship and it's something that needs to be talked about more and i think 
One of the biggest things that I am noticing for people who are feeling that sense of loneliness or wishing that they had those friends that shared the same beliefs as them or who even lived in the same town as them is that people have this really deep sense of shame around around not having many friends or not being able to find people to connect with. There is this sense of shame and I just want to let you know right now you don't need to hold on to that shame any longer. The number of friends that you do or do not have says nothing about you. The number of friends you have lost in the past doesn't necessarily mean anything about you either and just because you feel like you're not at where you want to be with the number of the friends, or the closeness of your relationships doesn't mean that it's something that's not going to happen for you or that it's something that you can't explore. So I just want to preface and say that straight up front before we go into the episode because shame is really, really such a interesting emotion to sit with and I think it holds so many of us back from then putting ourselves out there is this sense of existing shame. So if you're in the, sh- the shame cycle right now, it's okay but it's also okay to let that shame go. And so the reason that connection is so important to us isn't just because it's great to have loads of friends to hang out with and do things with and share your secrets and whatever else you do, but it actually goes back to our prehistoric times and deeply needing those connections like other members of the tribe to I don't know, keep us alive, to bring us food, to look after our children. And in the prehistoric times, having those connections was literally a matter of life or death. That is how important it was. Whereas now, although we seem more connected through technology and social media, what's actually led us to is this almost this sense of disconnection and how ironic that in the age of connection, we ultimately find ourselves becoming more disconnected and hiding behind screens instead of actually having meaningful connections with people. So the fact that you're desiring connection isn't just this personal desire that you have, but something that has been imprinted in your brain through evolutions of I don't know, maybe thousands, thousands and thousands of years. So this is something that is ingrained deep within you, this need and this desire to feel comforted and connected. So now that you know that, here is what you need to know in order to move forward. So in 2016, I moved to Australia all by myself. I was actually meant to move with a friend and then three weeks before we were due to go, my friend messaged me to let me know she'd no longer be coming. It's a whole story and if you want to learn more about that definitely check out my episode on my journey to moving to Australia because I share everything about that but the point is that I moved to Australia by myself and I knew one person there and that was it and to the point where I'm at now five years later I have this solid connection of friends and I (laughs) just so blessed to be surrounded by such incredible people but it didn't happen by accident it happened because I intended for it to be so. And so, yes, part of having new friends in your life and manifesting friends is the actions that you will take to ensure that you're allowing those new connections to come in and you're actually inviting people to connect with you. But part of it is also the spiritual and the energy practices around it as well. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about is healing wounds around previous relationships. All of us have wounds around previous relationships, whether that's family members, partners, previous friendships that didn't work out, we all have wounds. And whether we know it or not, we are taking those wounds with us into the next relationship until we look at them or until we decide to heal them. So over the years, I'll just come out and say, I have definitely lost friends and people that I thought I'd be friends with forever. 
I haven't spoken to in years and will probably never speak to again. And sometimes I think about that and that is painful. Of course it is. Just just as important as having those relationships with partners is having those friendship relationships. And I don't think that there is a hierarchy of one being more important than the other because they're both important in different ways. But when you have those wounds around relationships, it can change the way that you show up to new relationships. It can limit you from showing up to ask other people to be part of your circle or to connect with you because you're scared about what might happen. You might find that you're, you might feel that you're not worthy or you might worry around actually talking to people and connecting with people, whatever those wounds are, you are carrying them with them. So you need to address them in order to be able to move forward. So a practice I want to give you that I find to be incredibly, incredibly powerful is I forgive everyone in my life. I forgive everyone. And there may be some people for you that this is more difficult than others, but where I want you to start is dissolve friendships any friendship that you've had in the past and is kind of the communication has broke down and you're no longer friends I want you to write them a forgiveness letter this is something that I constantly do I am always writing letters to previous friends previous relationships and I am forgiving them for any hurt or pain that they caused me but I'm also thanking them for any lessons that they've given me for any good times that we've had together for things that they've taught me and for the relationship just because the relationship no longer exists doesn't mean that it wasn't great when it was happening so I thank them for all the good times and I forgive them for all the not so good times and lastly I accept my role in the breakdown of the friendship I accept my role in that and to begin with this was really really hard to do and we all like to think that we have no part to play but if you're being completely honest with yourself apart from you know abusive or toxic relationships I don't want to say that that was your fault and that you you caused this but in general in other relationships there are two parties at play here and you have to have a look from an objective point of view and say what was my role in this so if I have had a friendship breakdown in the past I will look at that relationship and think okay now that time's passed and I've had some time to cry about it where can I see things that I might have done that might have encouraged a person to feel this way that might have encouraged a person to not feel supported that might have caused them to react this way and what you're doing here is you're really seeing both of you, what both of you have done. And in forgiving that other person, you're also forgiving yourself. In forgiving yourself, you're also forgiving that other person. And it allows you to move forward and to let go. And some people you will write multiple letters to. After one letter, you'll still feel that sense of anger or annoyance towards them. And that's something you just have to keep chipping away at. And for me, it's not like... I look back now at, over at my past relationships and I have nothing but love for these people. I do deeply love and care about all of them. <laughs> I do deeply love and care about all of them. But of course, there are still some feelings of like anger or a little bit of resentment, but it's nowhere near what it was before. So I'm being real with you there that yes, there are still some untoward feelings, but not nearly as much as after doing that forgiveness practice and releasing all that energy around them because while you're holding on to all of that energy around annoyance or feelings of betrayal your energy is so wrapped up on those people who probably aren't even thinking about you anymore you're putting so much attention and energy into these old relationships that have fallen along the wayside that you're not actually clearing that energetic space for you to allow new relationships to come in so even though at this point you might be wishing that you had more friends if you're still thinking about Cindy Lou from 2002, <laughs> love that, you're still thinking about Cindy Lou from 2002, then all your energy is wrapped up in that rather than attracting and drawing in new people. So if you want to have new relationships, new connections, make sure you are releasing the old. 
Something else that I talked about recently as well is I went through my phone book for the first time ever. And let me tell you, I've had this phone number since maybe since I was 13 years old. (laughs) Since I was 13 years old. And okay, I've had the same phone number. And then also I moved to Australia. But you know, you have those iMessages. And basically what I'm saying is I've never cleared out my phone book before. And I have like at least a decade of contacts on there. And so what I decided to do was go through my phone book and delete anybody that one, I didn't see myself talking to any longer. Two, we'd just fallen apart. Three, they were an old employer. Four, they were someone that I didn't anticipate myself visiting when I was back in the UK. And so what I was left with in my phone book was people that I would feel comfortable to either pick up the phone and call or visit them in person if um, if we were going to reconnect when I was back in the UK. Because I do have a lot of UK contacts in my phone as well. So I don't want to just delete them because I haven't spoken to them in a while. When I know I will inevitably see them when I can go back to the UK to visit. So deleting any contacts that just don't make any sense to be in your phone any longer. And... I went from hundreds of contacts to, I don't even know how many there is now, but if if I was to guess, I would say it was like maybe 50 max. And oh my God, it was like such a relief to actually say, okay, the people that are in my phone book are people that I want to be there. Also, you know, if you accidentally butt dial someone or call someone on a night out, then it's people that you would feel comfortable to call and have that conversation with. So edit your phone book get rid of anybody who doesn't need to be there and if you want to take this another step further you could even go into your Instagram go into your Facebook all your social media platforms make a day out of it and just clear out that stagnant energy we are clearing out the old to welcome in the new so after you've done that clearing and you've done that healing those wounds around the relationships you're in a much better position to now go forward and decide what you actually want in your new relationships right So another practice I want you to do is to take some time and think about what you actually want from a new relationship. What kind of friends are you looking for? What kind of things do you want to do with them? And you can do two practices here. You can write out a list of all the kind of characteristics and things that you want this friend to have and all the things that you're going to do together. Just like we've talked about in terms of relationships, if you want the same for friendships, you know, you want to think about the characteristics that you want that person to have and things you want to do together because you're putting that energy out into the universe that this is what I'm asking for. But you're not just writing a letter to the universe of, hey, um, this is my demands list for my new friend. You're going through each of these qualities that you're asking this person to have and making sure you're fulfilling yourself in this area first. Making sure that you're fulfilling yourself by giving yourself whatever you want from that new relationship. Making sure you're doing the activities provided it's something that you can do alone. Making sure you're doing those activities that you're hoping to do with this new person. Making sure you're doing them by yourself and giving to yourself first and this makes it more of a desire energy that you're showing up with rather than a needy energy I need this person to give me this I need to do this with this person it's more like it would be really nice to do this with this person and that's again a completely different energy you don't want to be repelling people with this like needy desperate energy so then you've done this practice around okay this is what I'm calling in something that I also did last year was I wrote this thank you letter to the universe I was like thank you for all this new connections I'm loving spending time with these kinds of people and it's making me feel really good and I basically just went into a scripting practice as if I already had the relationships that I wanted and I just scripted that out And actually within a month, I met one of my now best friends, Jen, and she actually just reached out to me on Instagram and 
it's funny how we connected. I would watch her stories and she was getting more into personal development. I was like, wow, this girl's really cool. And I think I sent, I sent her a book recommendation. I sent her uh, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And she started reading it and we were both reading it and talking about how amazing it was. And then she's just like, hey, do you want to meet up for coffee? We went out, met up for coffee. And then as we were both heading home, we realized that we lived like a 15 minute walk away from each other, which is super, super close. It's like a five minute tram. We live so close to each other and we'd never connected before. And it just seemed so aligned. And then we just started hanging out more. It was still in lockdown at this point. So we go for walks in the morning together then we began to record we started an IGTV series together about mindset and then we just became really really close friends and it just happened so organically and so naturally and I always tell her like hey I manifested you into my life when we first started hanging out didn't want to tell you this and you get creeped off but now I talk about it to her all the time like I manifested you and I'm so happy to have you in my life so yeah when you are open and you're putting out the energy and you're thanking the universe for the abundance you already have you're welcoming him in more and of course while you do want to be calling in those new friendships and relationships make sure to give gratitude for what you already have even if that's just one friend or one family member that you feel really connected with have a sense of gratitude and continually like even thank that person face to face like hey I really really love and honor our relationship this is one of my favorite things to do is I will just get these downloads um, to message a certain friend and let them know I appreciate them or to send love languages by the way in my languages gifts and I love sending my friends gifts so if a friend's feeling a little bit down or a birthday I just want to pop them something over And so in doing that, I'm showing gratitude for the friends I already have while I'm open to making these new connections. But if you're ignoring all the connections you already have and just being like, oh, fuck these people, I just want new friends. It's not really this, it's not really this positive energy, which is what you want to be centering yourself in. You want to be centering yourself in this magnetic, magnetic, delicious energy. And it doesn't feel magnetic and delicious when you're not already appreciating what you have. Why would you know why would the universe want to send you more of something you don't already appreciate so make sure that you're appreciating what you already have make sure you're setting intentions around the kind of people you want to have in your life and make sure you're fulfilling yourself first not just relying on another person to fulfill you while you're um, completely disregarding putting in the work for yourself so the other thing I want to say is that you have to work on yourself first and I don't believe in being truly healed before you can welcome new people in because honestly, I don't think there's such thing as being fully healed in inverted commas, but I do believe on doing the work on yourself. So yes, you're going to do that through healing your wounds around relationships, but also fulfilling yourself and taking yourself out and doing all the things that you want to do with your friends and just committing to doing the work to put yourself in that positive vibration. That is the most important thing that you want to set yourself up with is working on yourself first and releasing any shame you have, but also accepting if you're feeling lonely right now, that is okay. And if at the time of listening to this, we are still in the middle of a pandemic, which is likely, of course, you're going to feel lonely during this time. I don't know anybody who hasn't felt lonely during this time. So please, please don't feel any shame around this. I myself have felt at the beginning of the pandemic uh, in 2020, March 2020, April 2020, I felt so lonely. There was days when I just cried and cried about how alone I was. So please, please know that you're not alone. And I really do send you so, so much love and and just I just want to hug you through hug you through the microphone and just know that if you're feeling lonely at this time, that is okay. But moving forward, 
in order to bring in those new relationships you do need to start if it's possible um putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations you've done the clearing around yourself you've set the intention around what you want to welcome in now you actually need to take action in order to welcome in those new connections so for example with me welcoming jen i had to reach out and send her that at book so that we eventually connected and went for coffee and I had to you know maintain the relationship by asking her and inviting her to do other things with me another friend that I made last year Tanya we connected over a Facebook group and then I asked her for her Instagram we started voice noting each other and then again also this was in a pandemic and I've made a lot of friends in in the middle of a global pandemic baby and obviously keeping safe social distancing etc but we decided to meet up for a walk. No, it wasn't even a walk. We went for like a picnic in the park and some goals and intention setting for the year ahead. We met up and we did that. We got along really well. And then making that conscious effort to keep that relationship up and to invite her to things, introduce her to some of my other friends. And now she's one of my closest friends in Melbourne as well. So you do have to put yourself out there in order to welcome in the new friends. And for me, social media has been a really, really great way to do that whether that's in Facebook groups or messaging people on Instagram, I find is really great as well, because then it's, you know, you have an understanding of what this person's interests are, especially on Instagram, you can see, okay, they like whatever they're sharing in their photos and they like doing these things. These are things that I like. And then that gives you a way to message them as well. That gives you an in. And when I first moved to Melbourne, I was very, very proactive about making these new connections because obviously I had, I had like one friend. So I'll share with you some of the methods that I use for, um, the actionable methods that I use for attracting new friends when I first moved to Melbourne. So one of them was I, you know, I told my friends that I was going to Australia by myself and I was really nervous to be going alone and I didn't have any friends there. So having shared that and that vulnerability with my friends, one of my friends was like, hey, my boyfriend's friend is going to be in Australia the same time you're going to be there. You're both going to be in Melbourne. So I ended up connecting with him and we had such a great time together while he was in Australia. He only had a couple of months left on his visa. But while he was here, we connected and we had such a good time together. I also connected with people through work roles and if we got on well on the job I was doing promotional work which is kind of like one-off events so you're not going to see that person again unless you make a conscious effort it's not like a normal workplace where you're seeing the same people every day so if I was working with people and we did get on and we wanted to connect I would make sure to get their details and say let's let's connect on Instagram and then slide into the DMs big fan of sliding into the DMs I have to say and you know maybe that first couple of times that you do slide into someone's dm there'll be a bit of a nervousness around what are they gonna say what they don't respond but you get over it very quickly and the results are much you know are much bigger than the the fear actually having those people to connect with in those relationships is so worth that initial any initial fear that you might feel so some other ways i met new friends in melbourne as well was if i did have a friend who invited me to an event or anything I would connect with all the other people at the event, make sure that I was connecting with those other people on social media and messaging them. I would put myself in uncomfortable situations. If, and this is something I still do to this day, is if my friend invites me to an event where there's a group of people 
and they say that I can have a plus one, in most situations, I'm probably not going to take a plus one just because it forces me to get out of my comfort zone because I'm going to be around a group of people that I don't entirely know and it's going to force me to speak to people and to connect with people and sometimes I have to remind myself to do that, especially after being inside for so long in 2020. I have become so much more introverted and I used to be such an extrovert, so I have to kind of like force myself into social situations to remind myself that I do enjoy it. So yeah, if people invite you to events, although it can be scary going by yourself, just pushing through that first initial few times where you feel like, oh my god, I don't want to be the only one, um, you get over that quite quickly. The, the other thing that I do as well is if I do get invited to these events and for example with Tanya who was a new friend of mine I knew she was new to Melbourne and that she didn't know that many people and I knew that that was how I connected with people was through going to these events and things so I would take her as my plus one to group events so that she could connect with other people at these events as well and she has made some great connections from these events um, that's allowed her to grow her friendship network as well so you're just paying it forward Anyway, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but what I'm saying is you need to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. There's no other way around it. You just need to do it. And I know it's easy for me to say, um, as I am someone who is quite extroverted, and I know if you're more introverted or a little bit more shy or you have social anxiety, the thought of putting yourself out there like that may seem like a much bigger deal. And I don't want to downplay that. But honestly, the only way to get over it is by taking action and just doing it anyway. And I definitely years ago I had that same fear around putting myself in new situations and honestly the thing that has helped me has been solo traveling traveling around the world by myself and just being alone and needing to speak to people otherwise I would literally have no one to talk to and I remember one of these occasions I was actually traveling solo in Japan and Japan was a very interesting com- country for me because unlike many other places I'd been to I didn't meet anyone at any of the hostels I was staying at not one single person So it had been a few days and I realized I hadn't really been spending time with any other people and I was beginning to feel a bit lonely. So I forced myself to go to this British comedy night that was happening in Japan and I went to this bar by myself, which was kind of intimidating to be honest. And then I heard these people speaking English and I just went up to their table and gave myself a little pep talk, went up to their table and introduced myself. That actually ended up with me um going to the comedy show with them which was like downstairs and then I ended up going um out with the comedians and one of them we ended up going out to karaoke and to a couple of bars together and it was such a great experience and another time in Japan again forced myself to go out for dinner um and to a bar I met people at the restaurant I was at and we all sat at a table together I met people at the one of the bars I went to and we all connected so I just learned through solo travel that I had to force myself into these uncomfortable situations and yeah it it does take some courage but you just got to go for it you've just got to go for it so um thinking back to ways that I've made connections generally it's been about messaging people through dms if I've been traveling I tend to just kind of there's more of a it's normal to just go up to people when you're traveling. I think maybe in Australia, I wouldn't necessarily go up to people at a bar and start a conversation, but I would, you know, if people came up to me, I would definitely engage in a conversation with them, provided it's not a creepy guy trying to get my number. So you do just have to think like, where can I be a little bit brave? And there are so many ways on social media now, so many different communities for your interests. So I recommend joining those 
And I know for me, when I first moved to Australia, I would seek out other bloggers on Instagram, like through Australian bloggers or hashtag Melbourne bloggers. I would connect with people through there and again, slide into the DMs. And actually this week I am meeting up with a new friend and we met on a Melbourne Women Making Friends Facebook group and she messaged me. I put a little like bio about myself on there and then she reached out and messaged me and was like, let's get back in touch in January. It'd been a couple of weeks. She hadn't got back in touch. I hadn't got back in touch either. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to message her, ask her if she's free on Saturday. We're going to go to this museum together. So yeah, basically, you know, you're asking these friends out on dates and I am at a point in my life now where I do have so many connections and so many incredible friends, but I'm always I'm always seeking to add to that and to expand my horizons and to meet people who have different points of view from I do. And just because, you know, I do have a circle that I like, I still want to continue to push myself and put myself outside of my comfort zone. It's not that I didn't have anyone else to go to the museum with on Saturday, it's that I wanted to make a new connection and try something new with her. Something else that has kind of been a downside of living in Australia is that you make all these incredible connections and you are all on limited visas. So, so many of the friends I've made here are actually now living back in the UK, which, which is sad. I'm so grateful to have the connections though. And one of my friends, Kaisa, who's initially from Sweden, but now lives in the US, that's meant that I went over to the US to visit her and It was an experience I would have never had if I hadn't put myself out there and just made the first move and said hello. So to sum up this episode, what I want to tell you about manifesting solo friends is firstly, you need to work on healing previous relationships, healing previous relationships and also working on yourself, making sure that you're fulfilling yourself because you want to make sure that your needs are met and that you're not just expecting other people to meet your needs. You need to get clear on what you want, the kind of people that you want to hang out with, spend time with, and have gratitude, express gratitude for the friends that you've not yet met but are on their way to you, have gratitude for the connections that you already have and then you need to actually take action, you need to message people, join Facebook groups, go to events if this is possible for you, slide into people's DMs and above all just be brave and be open. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast. And I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous.